Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday. That means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. NXT After Show. And have we got a show for you. British Strong Style got back together. The breakout tournament kicked off, and we have a new North American champion. But before we get into all of that, let me introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by NYC Demon Diva. Isa, after a couple of hours live streaming, you and the crew rolling through. How you doing? I got I got some of my demonites over in the chat. We always try to raid and bring you my people over here. So we are we're excited to talk about NXT. This was quite the episode, and we're definitely gonna talk a lot about a lot of the stuff about this episode, and of course, next week's episode is kind of a story already. But before I'm we get into that. Before we talk about that, of course, I want to let, make sure everyone who's with us now, like, comment, share, subscribe, send this over to all your friends on social media, have them join in the chat. I think I'm going to, I think I might shout out a few more people in the chat today or bring up any, uh, some, some additional questions and things like that. So if you guys have questions, concerns, things like that, throw them into the chat and we might get to them, whether or not it's a super chat, we might just maybe mix it up a little bit. Feeling generous today, Isa. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about the news. Um, of course we talked about a new North American champion today, but there were plans for someone else to be the North American champion. Mustafa Ali was actually supposed to be the person who won the North American championship at no mercy. Obviously things didn't go that way when he got let go. Issa, this is another one of those giant what ifs in pro wrestling that we'll never have answered. It's not, because they were probably going to do the same thing they just did with Trick Williams. So this wasn't about who was going to win the championship. It was about building this entire storyline with the Judgment Day and, and what's going on with them and Rhea giving Dom the ultimatum. I would have been a, a, more, a bit more curious and a bit more, hmm, if Trick would have had a different, like, you know what I mean? But I feel like this was going to be the result, the player insert random player here to lose to Dominic on Saturday just to build this up. So do you think we would have seen Ali versus the Judgment Day? I think Ali would have lost the title tonight if he would have stayed like Drake Williams yeah. did. Interesting. It does kind of give us a little bit of insight into just how abrupt these releases may be at times because of course they were clearly still planning on him to be the champion once that release happened because he still had a match lined up and they had to kind of pretend that it wasn't happening with the new booking. Right. right. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where this goes um, now, but after I saw the result and we'll get into tonight's NXT later on, but after I saw the result tonight, I was like, they were probably going to do that to Ali as well. It was going to be like a three day ring. And then it's, it's about the judgment day right now. And I don't blame them. You can't blame them for being about, about the judgment day. Judgment day is doing amazing, but Man, there was a part of me that was so excited for Trick Williams. So we'll, I, I, I'm sure we'll get into it as we go on. Yeah. But after seeing what happened tonight, my brain tells me that we're going to do the exact same thing with Ali. When, uh, so I was at No Mercy, and um, I was at No Mercy, and it was an absolutely fun show. I mentioned it yesterday on, on the Raw after show, but since this is an NXT show, I just want to say, uh, I, my takeaways were that Trick Williams is absolutely special. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, I say, is transcendent. And 
uh, Tiffany Stratton deserves to be in there with the best of the best. I thought yeah. all three of them. Oh my gosh, she was things. so good. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to watch the whole thing, but with the clips of what I seen are enough for me to to understand that that was one of the best, and it's not the best NXT PLE so far this year. It was very. I had a good. feeling it was gonna be that good. To me and Glenn were mad hyped after we finished the show on Tuesday because we just we knew it was gonna be that good. It was absolutely so loud in that arena. And I want to say to people, again, I can't speak for every show, but I went back and watched a little bit of the live stream uh, or the stream from No Mercy to compare audience volume. And Dom's heat is real. I'll tell oh, yeah. You, like, it is not audio tricks. In fact, I could hear the ring announcements better on TV than I could in person. I think it was... It was I'm louder tired. in person. I'm tired of this conspiracy theory that the audio's been messed with for Dominic. It's like if you haven't been to a show in person, then then you're the one speculating on social media. If you go to a show in person, you know that the heat on Dominic is real, and it is cool to boo him right now, and that is what the people are doing. I mean, it makes sense because that's what you do when Dom comes out. You boo. It's like part of the. It's like saying whoa, whoa, when uh, Cody comes out. Like that's what you do. Uh, and so, it, very loud. But uh, it was a great show. Uh, someone who wasn't at NXT and and may never be at NXT is Jade Cargill. Apparently, Oof. are already rumors that she is going to be at Fastlane, Raw, and or SmackDown. So. Clearly, they want Jade Cargill to be on one of the main brands right away. They want to plug her right into the top of top of things here, Issa. Uh, thoughts on Jade Cargill sort of getting the fast track? Uh, the way that they signed her and the way that they announced it, I assumed she was main like main roster bound. I was like, they're making a really big deal out of this for it to be an NXT signing. Do I think she could be used on NXT? I mean, NXT is really booming right now. Tonight's show felt like a women's show. Honestly, we have so many women's mm -hmm. segments, and we don't have that on the main roster. There's more women's wrestling, and there's more storylines happening in NXT right now than there is on the main roster. Jay Cargill, signing of Jay Cargill got treated like she is a superstar. I think Jay Cargill looks like a superstar. I think they have had to have taken a look at the buzz that that caused all over social media. Everybody was talking about it. She was trending for hours. Why wouldn't you want to capitalize on that? All I hope is that they have a long-term booking plan with her and that we, you know, that we do what maybe could not have been done with Jay Cargill before because she has it and the it cannot be found. But it's going to be, there's some people in WWE that can go in the ring and that might be her weakness, right? While she's oozing in star power, she might not have there. We don't know. We don't know what training she's doing. We don't know who she's working with right now. We don't know. We didn't see her that often in AEW. I do think her last match with Chris Dadlander was her best. I love that match. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I think that the star factor can can dim quickly if you put her in the wrong field with people that are going to expose maybe her the strengths that she don't have. So I just hope that we're just like really highlighting the strengths and hiding all the weaknesses because that's what you need to do with a star like Jay Cargill. Yeah, I think she's someone who's such a big star. I think it's a good idea that they, she skips NXT because she's such a big star. Unless she's across the ring from a Rhea Ripley, a Raquel Rodriguez, uh, Charlotte Flair, it's going to feel like she's beating up people who aren't on her level, you know? Yeah, it, she needs it. She has to be in the ring with people. Like but that's that. what we had. Like that, that. That is my number one critique with her booking in AEW. That she was, she was 
beating a bunch of people that we didn't know. She always looks superior. We barely saw her stand toe-to-toe with somebody that you would go like, oh, crap, like Jay Cargill just met her maker. You know what I mean? And in WWE, there's so many of those. Like, you you know you automatically fantasy book so many feels for her because there are women that look her maybe even bigger than her you know so i'm i'm excited i still think the star factor is gonna come out but that's what i'm saying it's like if this is really gonna put her star power to the test when she's standing across the room for people that is oozing it just as much as she is and can go in the ring because they have more experience than she does it'll be very fun to watch i'm very excited to see where it goes i see a lot of people in the chat saying she's going to raw uh i say raw or smackdown because you always hear reports, especially with like what brand people are on. Like, I feel like it's always kind of fluid. You never really know where they're going. Um, I mean, we saw Indy today. She was a raw wrestler also, but I mean, like, Asuka, yeah. we'll get into it, but Asuka well, yeah. is going to be NXT next week. I feel like everybody's all over the place right now. Well, let's, let's talk about that before we get into the show. Uh, we'll, we'll go through it in the show, but I want to bring up this super chat. Uh, Maya Lee saying, OMG poop. Next week is going to be, like Jimmy would say, banana. Carmelo Braun mixing it up with the bloodline and Cena. I smell NXT being part of Survivor Series. Uh, Yeah, Issa, we'll talk about a lot of these things that happened individually. But next week, NXT is just really throwing everything uh, at us, I, I, John yeah, Cena. Yeah, you know why? Like, this is a petty city in the United States of America. Like, as soon as I was watching the Wrestle Dream press conference, and I heard Tony Constant next Tuesday's title Tuesday, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna compete!" Like that stayed in the back of my head the entire time. I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna compete!" My God, did this get? I'm here for it. Why don't you? Why don't we let people know who else is gonna be there? Because everybody was announced tonight. I mean, it was next week is going to be John Cena is officially announced. Uh, Paul Heyman is officially announced. Oscar is officially announced. And now I am assuming we're also probably going to have Becky Lynch. They're probably going to have Cody Rhodes. I forgot yeah. Cody Rhodes. That's how many people are in here. Cody yeah, Rhodes, you know, Dom, Dominic is Judgment the North Day. Champion, so you're going to have some Judgment Day mixture in there. Becky is the NXT Women's Champion. Like this show is going to be insane and they're going to massacre uh, AW. But hear me out, Jack. Doesn't it make you wonder why didn't you do this before when they were competing head to head on Wednesdays? Because they could have done this before. The one time that NXT beat AW was when they brought Sasha down to have a match over there. They they know they had this, you know, it's like having these cards to play with and you're not using them waiting for the next hand when you could have been using them in for a for a long time. Uh is this big over the Adam Copeland signing? Like is this a response, a direct response to the hit that they just took at Wrestle Dream? I don't know. It feels petty and I love it, Jack. <laughs> I love it too. I think it's fantastic. I was, I even said on Twitter that if this is all just to be AEW in the ratings, I love it because when yeah. wrestling companies compete with each other, the fans win. I want yeah. AEW to pull out this. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but I hope they say, let's add some more things. Let's bring in. I was going to say, I, that I said, I said that on my stream. I'm like, they're playing chess. We'll see what AEW comes out with tomorrow and announces for next Tuesday because Tony Khan already did say that it's title Tuesday. However, we know there's like a trillion titles in AEW, so he could just put titles that nobody cares about to get defended on Tuesday and just call it a loss 
right? Or is it going to get petty? Are we going to get an MJF match on AEW? Are we going to get FTR and the Young Bucks on AEW? Like, this could really be a day of us having both devices on watching both things because the shows are both that good. I mean, it's it, it makes me wonder uh, who has the most to lose if AEW. Now, typically, Dynamite gets better ratings than yeah, but they, NXT, they, but it's they, a new day. They never day. do well when they go on Tuesdays. They never right. do well. It's it's a different day, so that's gonna hurt. Every wrestling show that has ever gone to a new day, their ratings suffer. Um, but also, NXT is stacking the deck. I mean, but. If so, one, if AEW loses the ratings, even though it's a different day, there is a little bit of that. You guys always called them the developmental brand, always kind of made fun of them a little bit. Now they're beating you in the ratings. But on the other hand, if you're WWE and you throw John Cena, Cody Rhodes, all these stars on the show and you don't win the ratings, what does that say? This is kind of a high stakes week. But if, if NXT is a developmental brand and they beat them in the ratings with main roster stars, does it really count? I'm just I, saying. I mean, that that will be the argument that is on Twitter for the rest of our lives. I'm trying to figure lives. out what my dog is trying to get into, <laughs> but I'm listening. Hold on. I, mean, I think your dog is going to be at NXT next week based on the way <laughs> Oh, my God. Going. You should have seen. I was doing a live stream and people in the chat were going crazy. They were like, oh, my God, Beyonce is going to sing the national anthem to open NXT next week. Like We're coming up with the craziest scenarios of other things that we're going to try to do. <laughs> Man, I think uh, I I just can't wait. I, I hope AEW pulls out all the stops. I don't care which one wins the ratings. I mean, I, I will be curious just because that's it's interesting. But uh, I don't care which one wins the ratings. I just hope AEW also pulls out the big guns just to see. I think the ratings what we is can such do. an outdated thing, but yet we are all still so fascinated with it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. still look every week, whether I talk about it, whether it's here on my streams or not. Half of the time I don't mention it. But I still always check and see how they did, you know, how things are going. But I just find it such an, I don't know, there's so many ways to consume this content nowadays that Nielsen isn't just the only way that you should be looking at things. Yeah, I, that's why I don't really take it too much into account because right. it's, it is so out of date. Right now, There's I don't think there's just any other way you can track it because streaming services don't release numbers and so correct and it's like and you have illegal websites and you have this and you have that like there's all kinds of way to consume these things or you have dvr like you know i think i think collision is such a dvr show i wish yeah. i could see the dvr numbers for collision because i think a lot of people before they get ready for their football sunday sit down with their coffee and watch collision i've seen i don't i think i've seen maybe two episodes of collision live the rest i've seen okay. recorded um and it's just because i'm busy it's not because i don't like collision it's actually a good show it's just not a good time it's a great show so let's get into this week's episode before we do as always i want to say thank you to everyone who's watching like comment share subscribe share the link in social media and share with all your friends we got a five-star review isa you and i did uh, we now we did we got one from uh sincere 2627 on apple podcast saying I enjoy the fact Issa and Jack Farmer joke and have good chemistry. Issa is a joy. I have enjoyed Jack since he was on the Ringer Wrestling Podcast. I like that they have a good time and care. Keep up, guys. And it looks like a little lion emoji. Or, yeah, lion emoji. 
I can't I tell love that. Ewoks I love alive. that for us. Look how far we've come, Jack Farmer. See, good times. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you want your review read on the air, all you got to do is go to Apple, leave a five-star review, and say something positive. If you put something negative in there, about I'm not going to read it. Most yes. more specifically yeah. about Jack and I, please. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll be for people who watch the Raw after show, I, I started talking about this. and I realized, oh, wait, it looks like I'm just talking about myself because it didn't mention the other two. And so that I felt bad. I had to backtrack halfway through putting it over. So, <laughs> um, But we got stocking you in the chat. Good to see you with little dog emoji. MDB999. We got Blue Chew. We got Max Feldman. Baby Ice advocating for the evil bad guys. J.R. Smith, Ricky Zaldivar, Stanley. I haven't seen you before, Stanley. Uh, thanks for popping in and uh, saying you enjoy the show. Uh, Christopher Leather. I think he's one of the demonites because I always seem to see Christopher when you're on, uh, Issa. Bernie DC, we got pronoun, pronounce Paul. Pronounce yeah. Paul. I, wow, we got a lot of... Uh, Boulevard, and I, I can't, I, I don't even know how to pronounce this name, but uh, from we're international Bhutan? now, farmer. We're oh, international. Man. Uh, Mike Martin in the chat, yeah, we got a bunch of internet. Thanks so much for the uh, the international crew showing up. You are a draw, uh, Isa. You bring in the international folks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. I, um, where I bring in my mom, she watches the show to support me. So you bring in everyone else. I'll make sure my mom watches the show. My mom who has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, she does exactly. not watch this. She's just like, I like seeing my son on the screen. He looks he's so handsome. <laughs> and she won't know I said this because she probably has the volume down while yeah, she does something like, else. Yeah, they're just, they're just giving you the view. You know, they're just giving you the view. I know, I know exactly what you mean. My dad tools into every one of my streams. We even have a special emote for him. I do the majority of my streams in English. He doesn't watch wrestling, but he always just shows up with his greeting. And I'm like, bless his heart. Like, bless his freaking heart. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? They support us. It's a good thing to still have their love and support. You know, you get older, you're an adult. You think they're going to stop cheering you up, but they never do. Yeah, it's... I love it. I, I appreciate you, Mom. We'll see if you even heard me say that, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's chat about this episode of uh, NXT. It was there was a lot of stuff, but it was all good stuff. I thought uh, we start. Becky Lynch comes out and says she can't compete tonight, and neither can Tiffany Stratton because they beat the heck out of each other at No Mercy. Becky says that she's looking. Uh, to have a challenger at Halloran Havoc. Then we get Valkyria coming out saying that she's looked up to her since she was a kid. We've got uh, Indy Hartwell returns and says she never lost the title. She wants a shot. And then Roxanne Perez says, hey, I want a shot too. So Becky Lynch says, why don't we get a triple threat with the winner getting a shot at Halloween Havoc? Issa, obviously there is a match that comes after this, but for an opening segment, I mean, this is what I want to see. Let's set the table. Yeah, let's set the table. Let's show off this women's division that NXT has going on. This was like a quarter of the talent they have back there, and everybody that came out is good. You're rooting for them. That's something that I really appreciate about the NXT women's division. Before that, shout out to Becky and Tiffany Stratton. I, I am waiting to have the time to sit down and be able to consume that match because from the clips and what I've seen is everything that you wanted it to be and more. Becky got that nasty cut. We saw, like, Tiffany Stratton was doing some crazy things. So I was very happy to hear Becky opening the show 
putting Tiffany Stratton over in the way that only Becky can. You know, we beat the hell out of each other. Tiffany gave me her best because I was like, every once in a while, you got to put kayfabe aside and just recognize. And whether you keep it in character or promo, recognize. I thought Tiffany was incredible. Even in defeat, this was like her coming out party. I love seeing everybody talk about her because we've been high on Tiffany Stratton this in Wrestling Inc. for a while now. Um, and yeah. In the interrupting, the first thing that comes to your mind is that she never lost the title. And it's good mm -hmm. to see that she's clear and that she's back. Roxanne Perez is somebody else that had uh, a questionable title reign because she kind of had to, like, relinquish it. But then she was back, like, two weeks later. The whole thing was weird. And then I love what Lyra Valkyria had to say to Becky and the inspiration that Becky was. That gets you in the feels, you know, Jack? So I was excited. I thought... Either one of these women winning this match tonight, I would want to see her face Becky. So I'm happy, no matter what happens. What I've loved about, about Valkyria as well, and we'll talk about the match later, is that she has been quietly like building up the number one contender resume. So often in wrestling, it feels like there's the person you can just tell is going to be the next to get a shot because they just start getting all these big wins, big wins, big wins, and then they get a tile shot where Valkyria's kind of like, She's been doing stuff. She's been getting wins and kind of under the radar, like rubbing shoulders with Becky Lynch and, and with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and kind of show, like subconsciously telling us she's a big deal. But now like, oh, you know what? She does. She should be in the ring with Becky Lynch. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I'm with you on that. She's she's slowly growing in, in the resume and people that weren't familiar with her. I know you were a UK fan, but a lot of people were not. They're just recognizing her on her own here in NXT. And it's great to see her and Rhea put on a banger. Rhea really also put her over. Then she's rubbing shoulders with Becky Lynch. Now she might get this match, you know, so she will get this match actually. So, um, so you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see that kind of thing happen for her. But for her to have that story of, hey, I saw you, an Irish woman. I'm very big on representation on seeing people that come where you come from or th there's certain things that only a certain group of people can understand. So I, I just love that story. And I think regardless of how the match is going to go, it's going to be a highly emotional moment. You could even see how nervous she was to be cutting a promo on her idol, Becky Lynch. And, the, and she cracked a couple of times, but it was in such an organic, legitimate way. Like you're standing there cutting a promo on your freaking idol. Like how do you keep it together? You know, like it was awesome. And I'm excited for her. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you, you take it for granted when you see that happen with wrestlers too. I, know. I mean, uh, it's a different show, but I was thinking about AEW and Nick Wayne being 18 years old and in a main event in his hometown in a, in a packed arena with Edge and Christian and Sting all in the ring with him. People who are like were legends when he was born. The, the crazy the thing is that crazy. Edge, Edge said that he's never been in the ring with Sting, and it, like it hits you. Like even some of these people that are older that have been in the industry forever are still standing across from people they looked up to, and that has never been like a thing that we've seen before. Like it's wrestling. I love wrestling, man. It's insane, it, but I love it so much. <laughs> it, it's it's my the absolute best form of entertainment i i love it and what i love about it too is that you can we have arguments on here all the time what i love about wrestling is you can argue about it and like it doesn't matter <laughs> like doesn't you matter. know you yeah. can be like this person's the best no this person's the best At because the it's like there's something for everybody you know what i mean and and you can like the flippity and you can like the hardcore and you can like big meaty men slapping me you can like i that's the one thing that i tell people i'm like there's something 
for everyone. And when you manage to put that together in a car, I think NXT does that very well, where there's just a little something for everyone in their shows weekly. I think AEW does that as well. Maybe sometimes it doesn't pace right, but I do think you tune into an episode of Dynamite. There's something for everyone. Comedy, slapping meat, technical wrestling, flipping around. Like there's something for everyone. And that's why the whole show might not work for everyone because not everything is for you, but you will find that one segment that you will enjoy. I would say it's like Saturday Night Live. You're not supposed to like every right. skit, but you might like some. You'll, and, uh, you'll laugh. You'll laugh here and there. Correct. Um, we got a few. Um, Unless Steven Seagal is hosting it, then it's just downhill. <laughs> that's then everybody loses. I think, I, I'm sorry, he's the worst. I think in my list, he's the worst SNL host of all time. <laughs> I didn't. I never would have guessed when we started the show that uh, Steven Seagal was going to catch some strays from uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go if you go down a rabbit hole and start looking up worse SNL hosts, I guarantee you he's on everybody else's list too. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh man, so uh we got a bunch of uh we got a bunch of comments here. I wanted to highlight one and I lost it because it refreshed. But uh oh JR Smith asking the question. I want your thoughts. Uh, he says, Will they have the wheel of misfortune on Halloween they Havoc? Have, they always have it, so I hope it's uh it comes back this year as well. It's one of those things that, like, if you're new to wrestling and it's the first time you saw it, you might be like, this is kind of corny or weird. But as a fan who's watched for a long time, that's what I love about it is it feels so, like, pro wrestling. I don't know. It's, like, it's great. Yeah. I I just get into it. So There's just certain things that you just can't take away. You know what I mean? There's just certain things that you just can't take away. That's one of them. That's like if you come to Puerto Rico and you go to a wrestling show and there's not a hardcore match on the card. That is just not how we do it. We are the birthplace of hardcore wrestling. So you're not mm-hmm. going to go to a show and not see blood and glass everywhere. But that's just what you get. You know, there's certain things that you just can't take away and that wheel cannot go anywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I'm a big fan of it, especially because I'm an old school. I, I love WCW back in the day. I, but I, also, I posted uh, a picture today. Sorry, but I had to bring right. this up because I just said it. But I posted a picture and I'm just like doing my interviewing job. And next to me are these two huge guys all bloody. And my mom is like, how am I supposed to explain your job to your family? And I'm like, yeah. don't. <laughs> Make I, something up. <laughs> I, honestly, like you get it. Very few people get it. Maybe people in the chat, I'm sure you guys will understand. Like. <laughs> explaining our job is like i i hate it's the worst thing whenever i'm like at a party so it's like so what do you do and i'm like oh god can i I was i was telling my street that i was like i'm gonna make up an occupation just to say that i'm a nurse i'm a nurse it's boring stuff (laughs) yeah i just make something up it's so it's so hard because that because people try to be nice they try to talk to you about it and you can tell they don't yeah. get it, but they're like trying to talk. My mom was watching the pay-per-view this weekend on Fight TV, and I got shush off the screen. And she's texting me, just cursing this guy out. And I'm like, Mom, Mom, it's, it's a bit. He's a, he's a cool guy, Mom. <laughs> like, it's just crazy to try to explain to people what we cover and what we do. But it's the best gig in the world. Yeah, I love it. Oh, it's it's a blast. And um, we, we move on and, uh, we get a, you mentioned I was a fan of NXT UK. This is quite the throwback British strong style, Butch and Tyler Bate teaming up to take on Gallus. Uh, British strong style gets the win, but Gallus uses the numbers game to team up and beat, beat Gallus boys. Uh, Ridge Holland shows up, I should say, even in the numbers and, uh, Gallus boys are sent packing Issa, uh, do you like the idea of Tyler Bate teaming up with uh, with Butch? Do would you like to see them make a run maybe at the NXT tag titles? One hundred percent, yes. 
Tyler Bate does not need knee pads. There's no hiding those legs. He, he nope. needs to be bare. We need to see all the beauty of them. Yeah. I yeah. I would love to see them um, have a run at the tag team. The tag team division feels very stale right now. Yeah. So reuniting them and adding a little, you know, NXT UK spice to them. They were great. They're so great together. Tonight it showed again. I'm I'm here for it. And this match was good. It was good, but it was it was. I mean, I like Gallus. Don't get me wrong. There's just yeah. something about them that doesn't click with me. I see them wrestle, and I'm like, man, these these guys are great. But what is their gimmick? They're strong, and they like to drink beer. So do I. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, and they're yeah. very good at pool. I can't play pool. But like, there's gotta be a little something. We gotta do something with them because they felt they have not developed. Like their character has not changed or grown since they've been in NXT. So we do need to add something to the to the tag team division. I do think that Butch. And which I call, I call him Pete Dunn every time I see him with Tyler Bay. Like I love the name Bush, but when they're together, no, that's Pete Dunn. Okay. <laughs> I, I've gotten so used to calling him Butch now; it's hard for me to go back. It's like right. the Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, into Brian Danielson again. Oh, he it's, has it's, five names in my channel. Uh, but the uh, but. One, when it comes to the knee pads, I just got to say, I feel like Tyler Bates' legs are so muscular that like nothing's no gonna, nothing's going to happen with those knees. <laughs> They're staying right where they, they need to be. custom-made ones. I, I do agree with you on Gallus, though. Like I love Gallus. They were kind of in NXT. They were sort of almost similar to to, to Tony D, where they were kind of like, a, like they were criminals from the docks, though, kind do of not, guys. But, do not. But Jack. they're too... But I was going to say, it's too similar to Tony D now. And Tony D's too popular. So you can't really you can't really do that with them now. So they need something different. But yeah, I think they're trying to figure out what they are. Because for me, I always say, can I describe this person to a non-wrestling fan in one or two sentences and have them yeah. understand who they are? And I don't know if I could do that with Gallus anymore. I told you, big strong boys that like to drink beer and play pool, and people will be like, "Okay, what makes them special?" <laughs> you know, oh, they can wrestle, yeah. can they ever? Can they all? Yeah, <laughs> right. Especially the tag team division in NXT. Yeah, so I, I definitely, I, I, I'm big fans of theirs. I just, yeah, I definitely think I they need something that like makes them stand out or different that makes them not just seem like, oh, they're they're gallus. That's what they are. Yeah, come on, Gallus. But you, they should, there's not there's not a lot of essence there to them right now, and and they're so talented, but they just it's not clicking for me right now. But it was cool to see Tyler Bate and Butch back together. You know, that's a name, by the way. A couple of names that we forgot and talking about next week. They didn't announce it, but it wouldn't shock me if we saw both Butch and Ridge Holland next week uh, on NXT as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that'll be fun. I'm sure we'll get the six person tag next week. That'll be fun. Hopefully, Gallus wins that one because I got to be honest, they they didn't look good today. They they took the loss in the match and they got chased off afterwards, which is kind of like a double L on this in this case. Yeah, all they're missing is the cool J. Man, Any they need to go back to the bar, have a couple <laughs> beers, and figure, refigure it out. They with, got this with Briggs and Jensen. Just drinking beers. A lot of beer drinking. That division for me. I mean, I love the D'Angelo's. They're like on my top three in NXT right now. But ever since Pretty Deadly went, there's just been a void. There's been a void in the NXT tag team division. Yeah, I mean, Pretty Deadly are superstars. I'm, they're irreplaceable. I, they're, they, really, they really are. They are so good. They are They're a team that I think will be... Those, both those guys can 
main event mania. They're so great. They're so entertaining. I love that. That's that star factor that we were talking about with like Jay Cargill. I I did not watch a lot of NXT UK, and I'll never forget the first time those two faces came across my my screen on NXT. Have no idea who they are, but immediately I'm like, who are these guys? How do I follow them? I need to find out more about them. And it took five seconds of their charisma on the screen for it to to click. They, for a tag team that's not actual brothers or anything, they work together so well as far as they're talking. Like, they finish each other's sentences and yeah. go back and forth and just, like, know how to act with each other. And it just goes so smoothly. They're just, they're the incredible. the recovery of Elton. Elton's, Elton yeah. strong. We are, we're with you, buddy. <laughs> Side plate check. My favorite. Um, <laughs> so we got uh, another NXT UK standout, Ilya Dragunov. Uh comes out doing a victory lap after his win at no mercy but then the champ shows up the the other champ you know trick williams both guys congratulate each other when carmelo hayes comes out and is a little bit bothered by what he's seeing you know he was which is fair i mean no it's not when he was champion he was like showing trick williams i got other things to worry about not trick williams can't have his celebration moment with dragonoff no, I mean, no, that's why. <laughs> no, so Carmelo is though, but I like how Dragunov is kind of like, This is your deal. I'm heading yeah. out, I'm leaving, I'm not getting involved in this. But then Dom comes out, and uh, the booze, the booze come out, and Trick has his uh, uh, <laughs> Mama Say, Mama Say, it's like he's doing his little rhymes and stuff, and it was yeah. just fantastic. They're gonna have a match later on tonight in our main event. Uh, this to me, Issa, was just uh, NXT has just, I, I say, an embarrassment of riches. They have so many stars. The, the, not only do they have so many stars, they have so many people that deserve to be holding these titles right now that you, I don't know if you're going through this, Jack, but like you feel super excited for Dragunov to see with the title and then Melo comes out and you feel like crap because he's no longer the champion. He deserves to be the <laughs> champion. And you're like, I'm just Switzerland, okay? Because you, <laughs> both of these guys deserve... Same with Dom, right? But like, uh, it was a very cool moment to see Trick Williams and Dragunov there. And I told you that. And the end of the show got me questioning where we're going with this, but it felt like a whole new era of NXT. Okay, we're moving on. This class is graduating. We have new faces. To see the yeah. two of them out there just kind of like having a moment. It was cool. You know, they had their rivalry and they're like, let's just put that aside and celebrate our accomplishment this Saturday. It was a cool moment for them to have. Uh, but th- this tension, this weird tension, non-tension between Melo and Trick has been there for a while. So I'm glad we're continuing that storyline uh we'll get into brown breaker what brown breaker said to me i was like oh man that's that's some good stuff that's some good you know poking the bear right there but yeah i love this segment i love seeing dom um yeah this was all well done to set up the main event i what i loved about um i love how trick is just so effortlessly charismatic and what i love about this situation with carmelo and trick is that it feels natural and real. Yeah. It's not like they were best friends. Then one day, one of them turns and is now hates the other one. It's like a slow, like this is how friendships do break apart. It's not like one day. It's like a slow progression that happens. But I don't know what it was for me. I always saw them apart. I thought that they were one 
will like dim the other. Like there's something up because some people can be great together, but with the two of them, I was like, I kind of need them apart. I don't know why I always felt that way. I was like, I feel like Melo is so good and Trick is so good that Melo is outshining Trick when Trick should be just as big of a star as Melo is. And we're getting there. Look at the re reactions that he's getting. Uh, we saw him on Monday Night Raw, you know. I will say, though, I, I, I'll deduct a couple of things from Dominic because when he said, oh, you take all this order from mommy, he definitely should have said you're taking them from Melo. At least I'd rather take them from Rhea freaking Ripley than Melo. You know what I mean? Like, that would have <laughs> been an epic comeback. But he might have yeah. got cheered for that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the things with promos. I think people like some. You got to put people over in promos too. I think right. Dom was like, "We got to put a Trick over. I can't have a comeback here. I got to." Right, but it would have been so funny because yeah. tell me, Jack, if you got to take orders from someone, would you rather take them from Mel or Rhea Ripley? Oh, Come on! Right. If he said that, I would have popped off the couch. And done I know. The, oh! <laughs> It'd be like that. Uh, that it that gift. That a, meme. It was such a miss. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah yeah because i'm like i'm like like a lot of times people give dumb all this crap and i'm like when is dumb gonna say like do you guys really blame me like let's like like i love how jay was so sweet talking Rhea ripley right now he's like can we blame dumb for being whooped no we can't we'll be in the same position if we had the opportunity everybody yeah. needs to relax <laughs> right <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, we we move on and we get to uh, the the triple threat match: uh, Lyra Valkyria versus Indy Hartwell versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, story here is Perez had it won when she hit the Pop Rocks, but Kiana James gets involved and stops her. Becky Lynch lays out Kiana James, but Valkyria uses the distraction to get the win. But Tegan Knox is looking on. Now this is I'm a little torn here because. So this is a situation where I liked everything that happened. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But this was something I feel like if Jimmy was on, might use his bag potatoes. of potatoes analogy. 20 and 10. 20 and 10 yeah. is what we call it for short. But yeah. yeah, I agree with you. There was a lot going on here. I like that they're just saying, hey, the Tegan Knox match is still happening. You don't want to undermine or, or count Tegan Knox as an automatic loss. So her coming out and having the stare down and saying, you don't know who you're facing to Lyra. I thought that was interesting. We know who she's facing. But uh, the match was incredible. I thought all these women had a moment to shine. I, I really liked the chemistry. I thought Roxanne had it there for a second. My favorite thing about this, if you look at the replay, is when they're counting the one, two, three, Becky's on her feet, cheering up Lyra. Like, that was her pick to win. And, and you always just love seeing that. Like, I love that Becky's a fighting champ. She's, she knows what she was doing coming to NXT she knew everybody was gonna want a shot at, at her and she's ready so overall yeah they had great chemistry uh Kiana James keeps getting involved in things that don't make a lot of sense but they keep utilizing her so they're thinking very highly of her right now because every week she's involved in something yeah uh Dylan Dylan 13 and Dylan I apologize if I'm saying the name wrong asked didn't Indy get called up in the draft she did. absolutely did but I think this was a smart move I think they realized look we're not using her on the main roster. She's talented. She has a reason to be here. Let's use It doesn't use matter, her. though. We're using Asuka next week, and Asuka was just a SmackDown Women's Champion. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I think the appearances in NXT don't count. Like when you like when you break the draft and you have people from SmackDown show up on Raw if they don't have titles or this and that, that's when it feels like, what do we do this for? But NXT, I see it like as a third brand. It's different. It's not the same. So I don't I I and her going for a title that she didn't lose is also good continuation, which they barely ever do. 
it's, you know, we use the word developmental and I think some people think of it as like a dirty word, but I always think of it more as like, we're going to figure out something so that the main roster SmackDown raw can plug you in and do yeah. something with you right away. And if you're not doing something right now in the main roster, go to NXT and get something that you can plug in with. And I NXT think it's a good thing. really is developmental and it's felt that way. I know everybody like crapped all over the 2.0 era, but there was a period of time where NXT was bringing very established stars and it did feel like a third brand in a complete different way. I love seeing these people grow. I love seeing characters that I remember thinking three months ago, like, what is this? And now they're like my favorite things, right? Like I love seeing them progress promo wise like you're seeing and then you fall in love with them and then you have to break up because they take them to the main roster and you got to start again with a whole new class of people you know but i am having so much fun with nxt now and i love that 2014 15 16 nxt where we knew all of these people and they were putting on bangers and filling out arenas but so are these people you know what i mean um but i like seeing them grow names that we never heard before like wwe is really doing an incredible job at having homegrown talent and that's not something that a lot of people can say in wrestling people are making themselves in the indies in other companies then they come now wwe is building their all-stars from the ground up it, it's it's really i think it's incredible i think it's great and look i know a lot of us love the black and gold brand and i did too i thought there was some amazing stuff there but i feel like what they're doing right now is and they're doing it with people like some of them are have been wrestling fans their whole life don't get me wrong but yeah. they're also doing it with people who haven't been and it's just insane what they've been able to accomplish with some of these people. And it's people should be applauding it because the more people that learn how to make superstars like this, the more they're going to be able to get out into the the other companies and not just AEW, but also like right. indie companies and help spread that knowledge and make everybody better. This is incredible. It is. It um, is. And a lot of people sleep on NXT. I always say that. No, it's NXT. I would say is is really one of the most consistently good shows, like wrestling shows, every week. It's just not everything's going to be for you, but if you can just say this part's not for me, this part is, you're going to have a great time. And I saw a lot of people across social media that don't watch every Tuesday that watch No Mercy, and they were like, "Oh, holy crap! Yeah, we've been. Some of us have been telling you guys that you're sleeping on NXT." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because even even the people who are like, oh, but I like really good. I like the wrestling. I like the collar and elbow. They got that too. They're they're doing that really well, actually. Mm -hmm. um, we got a little. You alluded to it earlier, but I want to talk about this little uh, moment here where Braun Breaker oh. says that he's the only person that really knows how Carmelo feels right now, and he thinks he should take out his anger on everyone, including that selfish trick williams that's, what he, that's where he messed it up for me that's where he messed up for me i loved it that was my favorite part you would. You would. He was, i could just imagine him in like one of those cheap devil costumes like sitting on carmelo's shoulder you know, like, like there's a little angel on one shoulder and a little devil on the other. I can see Braun the Breaker. Angel, like, the angel has the goatee and then the devil needs the bearded Braun Breaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Look, no, but, the angel is trick and the devil is Braun. And Braun's like, you got to go destroy him. He's yeah. the worst. And, and he's like, the, get writing the feelings. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> I, and, I, I loved and it. The I angel loved is like, you lost that no mercy too. And the devil is like, shut up. <laughs> Spears him. <laughs> Bro, I want to see that now. Yeah, ah. uh, <laughs> listen, I 
love well first of all it was really funny because we had the in-ring celebration of dragonoff and and trick and this felt like the losers backstage because we know brown breaker rightfully lost to baron corbin i'm a big baron corbin fan i was that yeah. is the one match that i was like trying to watch backstage as i was i was doing my gig and i'm like trying yeah. to watch baron corbin and brown breaker um but uh, but when he um, at first I'm like, why are you calling him out for losing? You lost at the pay per view too. You know what I mean? Like that's the last <laughs> right. thing you should be doing. But when he got to the point or what, he wasn't calling him out for losing. He was like telling him, I'm like, it sucks when they stop chanting your name and they automatically flip. He might as well cut the 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 wrestling fans are fickle promo that Daniel Bryan did a few yeah. years ago because he was he was so on point. And I'm like, I'm over here feeling guilty because of what I told you. I'm like, shut up. We're allowed to like Dragonov too. He's really good too. You know. <laughs> Right, right. But um, <laughs> but yeah, this was A plus stuff from from Brown Breaker, and he finally because he turns heel, he's doing his best mm. work as a heel. But we never really got an explanation of where all this range came from and why he's just fearing everybody for no reason. We got that explanation tonight. He was taking mm. out his anger on everybody, and I'm like, poof! It finally makes sense why we have this unhinged Brown Breaker for the last few months. I agree. Yeah, it's I love it because it explained Braun. And what he was saying, though clearly not the way you should handle the situation, you're kind of like... Oh, 1,000% is how you should handle it. But, yeah, well, exactly. You you do kind of feel like, yeah, you should be angry. You should take it out. Like, there is that part of you. Like, we joked about the devil and the angel on the shoulder, but that kind of is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. you no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't just get over it and come back and, and be better next time. You should be upset. You should get revenge. You should. But it makes sense why he t- doesn't want to go for the title again because it's yeah. like what? So they can just flip sides again and again. Like it was, it was very good, great character work from yeah. Brown Breaker here, and they just tie so many loose ends with him here. Like I yeah. really, really enjoyed this segment. I know it was a small, and some people might overlook that, but there was a lot of growth and explanation of Brown Breaker's part, and he planted a very good seed on Melo. Yes, very, very fun, very cool segment. And it was followed by another one, uh, one that I know you loved, was Baron Corbin and Ilya Dragunov backstage. Corbin reminds Dragunov that he's the only one to beat him this year, not named Carmelo Hayes. And then drag, and then says to Dragunov, get all the photos you can, because it's not, you're not going to have very long. Uh, Issa, I want to ask you. Do you think Greg got some photos? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you, oh, I hope so. That's a good point. They never put the new side plates on tricks. Uh, on trick. But I want to ask you this. If, if you go back in time, when 2.0 first started, it was pretty obvious Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker were going to be the face of the company. Yeah. Now it looks like the next two are going to be Baron Corbin and Ilya Dragunov. Would you have predicted those two names as the two that were going to be taken up after Carmelo Hayes is done being champion? Dragonov would have been in my possibilities. Dragonov would have been in my possibilities. After seeing his match with Gunther and NXT UK kind of like disassembling, like your thoughts will be bring him. He's a freaking star. You know what I mean? Not Baron Corbin, not for a million dollars. Like if somebody tells you we knew, I would, uh, yeah, Baron Corbin is honorary Puerto Rican in case you didn't know this, Jack. I made him honorary Puerto Rican. So we, in this household, we stand Baron Corbin. And mm-hmm. I would love to see him go against Dragunov. It makes sense. You know, he beat Braun Breaker at the pay-per-view. Um, I like how he's just sticking his nose in everybody's business and you don't know what's next for him. But Baron Corbin is the kind of talent that you can just insert into any storyline that you have going and he'll make it make sense. And he delivers to their match delivered too. He delivers in the ring as well. 
big, big fan meaty of Baron man Corbin. slapping meat. I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of Baron Corbin as well. You know what else I'm a big fan of? The end of days. One of the greatest finishers there is. It really is. Like the, mm -hmm. the fact that it looks so hard to do, but he makes it look so easy. Like hold someone and like But he's a big guy. The problem is like, I mean, he looks at that way, but when you see him in person, it's when you go like, holy crap, like this guy is huge, you know? So it would make sense for him to be able to handle these people easily. But sometimes you see him hitting some like really big people and then there's stupid Drew McIntyre who kicked out of it. I'll never forgive right. him for that. Yeah, no one clued in Drew McIntyre. He's not supposed to kick out of that. Someone Stupid. should have told him. I think he just forgot. Uh, but well, uh, he's gonna say sorry, and then he's forgiven because, according to him, last night that's all you need to do. But that's this is a rivalry I, I can't wait to see because Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin is like the perfect rival for a Dragonoff who's like intense, just wants to fight. Corbin's going to be sneaky. He's going to make him jump through hoops. He's going to do and all this I stuff. I love but... seeing Dragunov face off against opponents that are like much larger than him because yeah. he just brings like a different side of him. We saw him with Trick Williams. We saw him with Gunther. We probably are going to see it here too. Same, same. Yeah, and I think, I, I can't wait to see Baron Corbin's reaction when Dragunov starts really laying into him because you know, Corbin's not just going to I thought you were going to say thing. when Dragunov kicks out at the end of the day. So I was like, no. Jack. Well, <laughs> That'll Don't you put that evil on me, Jack Farmer. That'll be all of us. We'll be like, mm. no, but like, cause, cause Corbin, I think when Dragunov really starts like chopping him and hitting him hard, I think Corbin's going to facially sell like, what the heck did I just get myself yeah. into? Yeah. I think it's going to be a beautiful uh, moment. Uh, a, a moment that's a little, uh, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on it. Blair Davenport versus Gigi Dolan. Uh, it, it's, it's a match that's been building up for a while. And the, uh, with multiple backstage attacks and chairs brought in Blair's about to use it. Ref stops it. Gigi then uses the moment to roll up Blair Davenport and get the win post-match Davenport chokes the referee and yells at Gigi. Um, Issa, this is, this is tough for me because I'm a fan of both these two Blair Davenport. I get she's someone who thinks she should be the champion and always resorts to attacking people backstage has a bit of an anger issue. Gigi Dolan. I feel like was so popular for I'm a so while. Confused. I don't know who she is or what she's up to. Like, I don't understand yeah. her character. Yeah. Talk to me about it because that's, I know she's a star. I feel like she's a star, but it's just not something. It's not clicking. We were talking about Gallus. It's the same way here. You know, she's good in the ring. You look forward to seeing her. Her matches are okay. They're there. They happen, but something is not clicking with her right now. This match, I feel like it happened. And we had so much buildup for it. And then it just felt like nothing to that. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like a big deal, like a few that needed to come down to this. Not, not even with the attack in the middle of the entrance. Like, nothing here was for me, like, outside of, wow, another women's segment, another women's match. I always praise NXT for that. It kind of just felt like it was just there. Something didn't click with this entire feud. Hopefully, they move on from it because both of these women are talented and popular and over. You just got to put them in the right storylines. Yeah, I think with with Gigi, she was so as as the toxic attraction mean girl. I think she was so popular because I felt I don't need to believe that everything I see is real, but I right. should believe that it could be. And I don't believe that what Gigi Dolan is doing right now is how she really is. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I, I just, I, I just, I'm not buying into it. I think maybe that's the disconnect for me. But um, yeah, I think that. Uh, 
I, 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 there, it's, it's something's missing for me here. I like both of them. I just think I, I want to see something different between them uh, here. Uh, someone who else, who has also been kind of going through a lot of different things. Kiana James says that she is hell bent on proving she's better than Roxanne Perez. And if Perez wants a match with Kiana, she needs to get through Oscar next. How did she week. get Oscar? Is Oscar doing business now with people? Is she like, uh, like, what is this? Did she pay her? I'm so confused. I mean, Kiana James is an international businesswoman with a Rolodex filled with some of the biggest names uh, out there. So it doesn't surprise me that she was able to to make this happen. I don't, I don't know. Adam Pierce, I think, was just working overtime and making things happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not sure. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm excited to see Roxanne Perez versus Asuka, but the connection with Asuka and Kiana James weird yeah. out of nowhere just say hey aw <laughs> why didn't kiana just tell mckinsey listen aw is on tuesday next week so i'm gonna bring oscar to face roxanne for reasons <laughs> that's the uh i i actually <laughs> i would you know it'd be interesting if they said that like it is front hey we're trying to be aw in the ratings why don't you tune in next week uh um but kiana james is one of those people that yeah, I, I, I like her. I like her character. Now she, I think she just needs to sort of get into a, a rivalry that can sort of connect. I think she's mm -hmm. sort of just waiting. We talked about how deep the roster is. Now she's sort of just waiting for her chance to take off, to use the launch pad um, is Kiana James. And to that point, this end of the show, sneakily I'm noticing here, I think the entire second half pretty much had all women's matches. I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, it was, but that's the beauty of, it was like NXT. a women's show on NXT tonight and, and you love to see it. I mean, that's, I was going to say, that's one of the beautiful things about it is it, it really was, but it didn't feel like they were, it felt like a normal episode of NXT. It didn't feel like, Oh, there's a lot of because women on the show. Does it's just always featured the women's in the show. Like this isn't a rare occasion for NXT. You know what I mean? This happens all the time to the point that you don't notice it. But I did. I did think there was a lot of women's segments, backstage interviews, like a lot of women's wrestling on NXT tonight. And you just love to see it. The um, Yeah, it was, it was good stuff. And in fact, we had the start of the women's breakout tournament. Kehlani Jordan faced Izzy Dane. Uh, Jordan, I think, is one of the favorites to possibly win the whole thing. Izzy Dane did get some offense in, but I felt like this was... Kaylani Jordan's match to show yeah. that she's a favorite. Um, do you think Jordan's going to win the whole thing, or who's your pick? Like, what do you? How do you feel about breakout tournaments? Uh, I completely forgot that Roxanne won the one. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was Tiffany Stratton. If I'm being honest yeah. with you, so I, I I haven't made my pick yet. I, I I there's a lot of women in here that I like. There's a lot of women that I'm not familiar with. So. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, this match kind of, we already knew who was going to win this one. Uh, yeah, it was a, um, it, it was a good one. I, I think, you know, if I'm looking, I feel like it, it to me, I feel like Ke uh, Kehlani Jordan, uh, Lola Vice, um, uh, Jakara, Jakara Jackson, I, like Jackson I think have got to be the three that are the favorites to win the right. whole thing. Um, I would agree. So it'll be interesting to see how I think it, the way it lines up Kaylani Jordan versus Lola Vice is probably how it's going to round Possibly. out. 
uh, because then it, it gets us a nice heel versus face dynamic in the end. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm terrible at booking, by the way. So anyone who's never heard me book before, just know that I'm terrible at it and I'm always wrong. So uh, don't buy into what I say too much. Let me know. That'll be our question for the day. Let me know in the chat and let me know in the comments if you're watching this later. Who is your pick to win? Actually, not who's your pick to win. Who do you want to win the breakout turn? I feel like want is more interesting. Like who's your yeah? Because you, you can like I always I always say that sometimes I tell people I'm like who I'm rooting for is not necessarily my pick. You know, especially when you're watching the product every week and you know a little bit more or or they're pushing a certain person, so you go well this person's definitely winning, but I'm kind of rooting for you know yeah that kind of thing. Yeah, we got a lot of. Uh, um, Kehlani Jordan's in the chat and Lola Vice. Lola Vice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, Finn Balor knows Issa's a good booker. Yeah, he told me. I have oh. it on tape. Well, as MDB999 says, all Jack's booking ends with Akira Tozawa winning. So <laughs> Literally. <laughs> how Somehow we'll figure out how Akira Tozawa is going to win the women's breakout tournament. Listen, a man was the, ver the very first women's money in the bank, so anything is possible. <laughs> so uh, that, that, I love the breakout tournament. I love tournaments and things like that. They're always fun to me, so I'm enjoying it. Uh, speaking of Lola Vice, so, though, we got JCJ and Thea Hale versus Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. Uh, a match that got set up on social media, and Chase U wants to support Thea Hale from ringside, and JC Jane surprisingly okay with it. Uh, for being mean girls, people seem to love JC Jane and Thea Hale, though, and they got the yeah. win here. Uh, yeah, I'm, what's, I'm, what's I'm going catching, on? I'm catching that vibe too, and it makes me wonder if that's why they allow Chase U at ringside. They're going to go in some kind of like a weird direction where they kind of maybe bring them back to face because people do love them and they love seeing uh, Tia growing up. You know what I mean? Like this story yeah. is not going the way they thought it would. So we'll see what they do. But I did like my takeaway from this is them allowing Chase U at ringside and all of this. We'll see. We'll see where it, go where it goes. Maybe JC Jane wants to be accepted and maybe she's using Tia Hale to like, create herself a little family that she never had like you don't know where this could go but it could end up very wholesomely and everybody can keep cheering the people they want to cheer it's one of the things that wwe has gotten very good about over the past few years is not being so abrupt with things i think if this was like four years ago thea hale and jc jane would have like attacked chase you and been rivals with them right off the bat we're now they're they're everything with chase cool. you has been a slow burn and i love it like they have yeah. let chase you become a thing organically took their time they didn't try to shove it down our throats like it's been great yeah it's uh they i'm surprisingly interested in this and i'm kind of surprisingly happy that they're not just breaking things off with chase you and that there's still I something there i'm I know something wrong is going to happen. I wonder if uh, JC Jane may try to, uh, you know, rub shoulders with Duke Hudson or something and, and maybe. Uh, I don't know. Do I, I, uh, I still feel like maybe JC Jane wants to be accepted. We'll see. We'll see. What that would actually be kind of a sweet little story if really she just wanted to be accepted yeah, and go to like a good she school. Took, like she took Tia uh, Hale away from Chase U because she hated how how they accepted her. And now that she's seen that even though she completely tried to change her, they still want her around. She's like, man, I wish I had family like that. This could really be a, a, a wholesome ending or it could be a mess. We'll see. Well, it's wrestling, so it's probably going to be a mess. But both. Um, there's some wholesome messes in, in, in wrestling that, <laughs> that, that we all love. 
That is true. I mean, uh, Indy and uh, Dexter just got married, and it was all happy, happy yeah, good stuff. Yeah, he's a serial killer, basically, and we were all rooting all for this woman <laughs> we, to marry him. We were cheering for a, a sweet, innocent person to marry an axe murderer. Yeah, and we were all like, and then they had the honeymoon, like, he's showing the protection, and we're all like, yay! Yay! <laughs> it is kind of a... Uh, Kind of creepy how we were all like, yay, good for you. This is, is great. This is awesome. <laughs> like, only wrestling, we root for the weirdest things, man. <laughs> yeah, we are we are weird. Um, but uh, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Rave, Rave Card Break saying, really cool to see all the attention Seattle got this week. DeFi, DeFi. Come back, Jack. Yeah, so DeFi, uh, Defy Wrestling. I said it like the chant. DeFi. Uh, Defy Wrestling is a very cool wrestling promotion out in Seattle. And uh, I've gotten to work with them a couple of times. I, can't, I hope to get to come back soon. Uh, but they had a lot of wrestlers represented on um, AEW I, this past week. So. I love the. I love how a lot of the big matches had a hometown person and you could feel the vibe. Uh, the, the crowd was so behind Swerve. Uh, you yep. could see the moment where Hangman like realizes, like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna have to work heel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he hit him. Like he's like, there's nothing I'm gonna be able to do to not get these people over on my side. Uh, Brian, of course, we know what reaction Brian was gonna mm -hmm. get. Like it was, it was awesome to see that. I think Seattle is a very underrated wrestling city. I think there's a handful of cities that we don't talk about that are really good. The shows go there. The energy is great. They have good representation in the ring. Like a lot of people are from there. Uh, I thought Wrestle Dream. I, I mean, I have. I can nitpick it. I think the matches were a little too long. And I think mm -hmm. there was a few matches in there that didn't need to be in the car and it didn't need to be an almost five-hour pay-per-view. But outside right. of that, I thought it was a fun show. Yeah, it's definitely a... Um, I, I love the show, but much... I, I love And I love uh, AEW, but leave the audience wanting more guys it's okay yeah though. they just put too many matches on the car and like you feel bad for like for example aussie open and ftr the spot that you put them on we were over it we were all over it we all just wanted to see adam copeland show up at that point because the show had been so long i also think it took away from darby and christian cage they did a great job don't get me wrong but i wanted it came to the point where I'm like, can we just get to the part where he shows up? Like, <laughs> and yeah. it's not on the performers. It's the shows are too long. And when you look at the card, there, there really is a handful of matches that you could have taken out and have a perfectly fine three to four hour pay-per-view that people would have not just gotten that fatigue. And have banger dynamite collision rampage right. main events uh, in those places instead. But, but they might not want to put them on Tuesday because. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, we'll see what they bring out for Tuesday. But Carmelo Hayes, this is what this is where you knew things were getting real uh, next week. Carmelo Hayes says he's he he talked to somebody about what Braun said, and Braun said if you get knocked down fifteen times, you got to get up a sixteenth time. And uh, that was John Cena who's going to be in his corner. Uh, we talked about it a bit at the top. Clearly, NXT pulling out all the stops for next week. Uh, what was your reaction when you found out that John Cena was going to be on NXT next week? Okay. <laughs> nah. Who? <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> I think it's awesome, you know, for John Cena to be there for the first time. I think it's gonna. It, it feels. It feels like a big deal. You know what I mean? I'll give it that. It feels like a big deal, but. <laughs> 
listen, if I tell you my real reaction, I'll get all the hate comments, mm. you know, because we all know how great he's been with the young generation. He did wonders for Austin Theory when he worked with him. So, oh, I see where. Okay, uh, but I, <laughs> I, uh, but I will. Jack is like, damn it, it's a valid point. <laughs> so, this is where, as the host, I get to just say, moving on. Uh, <laughs> but I, to me, it was like John Cena all these years never been on NXT, and now he's going to be on NXT. And I think that this says a lot about he's NXT. barely been here since NXT has been a thing. Come on, yeah, but I mean, he, he had that 2015 run with the United States Championship. After that, the appearances became less and less and less, and that's when NXT was more of a thing. So, have we really gotten a chance to get him on the John Cena, like on the John Cena and NXT? train no right now they're just like oh god the strike's gonna end soon let's get him everywhere that's 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 actually probably true uh jj wants to wants to know uh you've got questions so are braun mellow and tiffy locks for the next call-ups uh to the main roster i would assume so i would assume so too but i thought that during the draft so (laughs) i don't know anymore uh we'll, we'll have to see i mean i feel like they're all ready I just I I can see rumble appearances for them. I don't know anything before that. Uh, I think Tiffany is guaranteed to make an appearance at the rumble. I mean, we already seen her work in the house show circles. We seen her show up in Raw, but um, right now wrestling is in that weird standby point where we're not really working to build any. Like, is this a slow yeah. time? You know what I mean? This yep. is the slow time, and in January we'll see. So I think we'll see them hang out in NXT for a little bit longer. But if you tell me that three names that I will call up next. Those are actually it. I think they're ready. Yeah. yeah. I think for them, it's really just waiting for them to find a spot to hop into the main roster. So they don't get like Alba fire and, um, yeah. And, uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, the witchcraft one, Isla Dawn. Um, cause like the they got called up. Witchcraft. <laughs> Come on. Witches, like... witches deserve love too, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> just like axe murderers. It's just like axe murderers, <laughs> witchcraft. It's all good. Uh we get the um we get the, the main event, Dom versus Dom and all of Judgment Day versus oh, Trick. Man, as soon as they came out, did you already know what was gonna happen? Did you say, Oh yeah. no, Trick? As soon as you saw Judgment Day show up. <laughs> I, what I loved about it though, Issa, is that not only you felt that way. You got the star power. You got the great match, but also it furthers the story of trick needing someone there to help him. Cause if Mello was out there, things may have gone differently. No, they weren't enough. It would have been Mello against freaking three. It would have gone the same way. Mello don't miss though. He missed Saturday. Well, you know, the exception. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few exceptions. <laughs> oh Jack, I but, love you. <laughs> but uh the it, it does I think it does kind of make him go I can't just say I don't need anybody because it yeah, Dom had but, people and that And I saw the judgment they come out and I felt so defeated for Trick. I was like really they're going to do this. And it's like funny because I'm the biggest judgment day advocate. I have been since day 1. I love judgment day. But I, I told you, it's that we're on Switzerland thing. I love seeing Trick with the title. I love the reactions that Trick was getting. So I was in that weird spot where I'm like, this all feels wrong, but it's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with Dom as the North American champion. 
but it just makes you wonder why do it why put the title on this kid for three days like oh uh, i well now you know what's gonna happen next week is braun's gonna bump into uh to trick and be like i'm the only guy that knows how you feel and you need <laughs> take your anger out of everyone put it mellow <laughs> You know, I, I ended up at the drunk tank one time. Just like just like Dominic Mysterio. I went to jail for like eight hours. And that's exactly what I did. I was bored at the bar, so I instigated a fight. I went to one girl and told her this girl said this about her. Then I went to the other and said, oh, do they start fighting? Then they called the cops, Jack, and then they, they snitched on me. They said, well, she said that she was saying, and I'm like... So they took me to the drunk tank, and I was incarcerated for eight hours until I sobered up, and then they told me to get out of there. You should get one of those tear tattoos. Me and Dominic, best friends, just just on the streets, like just on streets basis, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, you know, real recognizes real, you know. That's what I, I learned, like you know, on the streets of Tacoma. Um, <laughs> so we've got uh, uh, the end, though. The end of the show. It's crazy to me. They say Cody Rhodes is going to be here. John Cena is going to be here. Oscar is going to be here. Isa Cody. Oh yeah, do you say yeah, Cody? Yeah, keep Cody. Cody. Like, what is Cody gonna be there? Why is he? Who? He doesn't go here. Who asked for him? Nobody asked. For why him. was it when Paul Heyman of all these names shows up? That was the time I really like stood. Was like, oh, because you oh, thought it was gonna be Roman. Oh. Because you thought it was gonna be Roman. Roman doesn't <laughs> get down to that level. Roman is that? That's for Cody Rose, not for Roman Reigns. But he's sending the. He's he's sending Paul Heyman. Is Braun Breaker, who's going to have Paul Heyman in his corner, is he destined to be a Paul Heyman guy? Possibly. I can see G Jimmy and Solo showing up too. I, I mean, this to me, I think, just makes everyone seem like bigger stars too. Like this doesn't... I get that this is probably to pop ratings. I get it. I'm not naive to that. But no, like, this is a petty. In, this is the pettiest of moves. And again, I at, love it. At the same time, though, it does make... Carmelo and Braun feel like a big deal that John Cena and Paul Heyman are getting involved in their kerfuffle. What what advice do you think John Cena has for Melo? And why uh, is Cody coming? Nobody uh, never give up. Oh, hustle. Uh, <laughs> he's going to say loyalty respect. and respect. So, look, I think Carmelo Hayes is going to hit Braun with loyalty. He's going to hit him with a whole lot of respect. And, and if that doesn't work, he's just he's not, not going to give up. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. We're that's, done for the day. That's, uh, that is where we're going to sign off. Uh, everyone in the chat, let me know what you thought of the show. Uh, remember, like, comment, share, subscribe in the comments. And uh, once you watch this later, let me know who you're most excited about seeing next week on NXT. Which one popped you the most? Issa, what did you think of the show? And where can the world find you online? I thought it was a fun show. I, I always enjoy NXT. If you love women's wrestling, definitely suggest you watch this episode because it was a lot of it. And they definitely hyped up next week. I'm so I'm excited for it. Not even gonna lie. Yeah. Uh seven out of six out of ten. Six out of ten. It was there. I mean, you did see a title change hands, and I'm still confused by that. Love the storytelling with Brown Breaker and, and that segment that he had with Melo. And mm -hmm. people can find me here on Wrestling Inc. on Tuesdays. Wednesdays and Fridays. I'm also on Lucha Libre Online. You guys can find me on my own YouTube where I live stream and watch these shows with you guys. We really do have a good time over there. Um, yeah, just trying to take over the world, Jack. Yeah. 
staying busy. That's definitely the way to do it. And you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I thought this was a, a really fun episode. I'd give it an eight, uh, but I'm always nicer, I think, in these kind of things. Um, I, I think I think this it was a perfect post ple show and it really set the stage for what the next few weeks are going to look like and you set up a what should be the highest rated nxt of all time next yeah. week so we'll see how it all plays out i'm excited follow me at real jack farmer across all social media if you're in the la area i will be doing ring announcing for pcw ultra oh i love them yeah, i gonna... love them please tell them that nyc demon diva says hello if I say that and then they beat me up, I'm going to never... They're not going to beat you up. Like, we just had, we just like, had Jacob. Were, we just had Jacob what, Fatu over here. He's what wrestling. Are those Issa he, people, huh? You a demonite? No. no, isn't he wrestling at that show, Jacob Fatu? Uh, I, I don't know. Something. Might be the Anyways, 20, yeah. he was just over here. Yeah, this one is just for the local. It's not going to be one of their... Uh, yeah, no, no, no. He's wrestling ones. that other one. Yeah, so it's going to be... At the Rose Bowl before the uh, Washington State University University of uh, California football game, so you can come by, you can tailgate, watch some wrestling, tailgate some more, then go watch a football game. It should be a really fun time. Again, if you're in the Los Angeles area, check that out. And until then, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all your wrestling news. And we'll see you tomorrow for the AEW After Show. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.